You're listening to The Desk Set, a bookish podcast for reading broadly. We're your hosts, Emily Calkins and Britta Barrett, and we're here for a New Year's episode. So happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) It is well into January, but that's okay. There's no bad time for reading. (laughs) That's right. And it's still the new year. So we're going to start by talking about reading resolutions and what we hope to get out of our reading this year. Then we'll talk about the 2020 10 to try challenge and what the categories are. And then we'll talk about some titles that we're looking forward to reading in the new year. So do you have any reading goals for 2020? I do. I set a a number goal again this year. It's 75, which is half of what I challenged myself to read last year. Uh, And I'm on my way. I'm currently ahead of schedule. So feeling good about 75. How about you? Last year, I set my goal for 100 and I ended up reading over 150. Oh, my God. And so my goal this year is actually to read fewer books. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, I've set it a very reasonable 50. Okay. I've already accomplished seven. (laughs) So we'll see how that all shakes out. So are you going to be reading different things? different things than I did last year. Yeah, I know you read a ton of graphic novels last year, and that's part of how you racked up that high number count. I think that trend will continue. I probably won't be reading quite as many chapbooks of poetry mm-hmm. as I did last year as part of the reading challenge. It's a subject that I didn't know much about, so I really dove into poetry, and those are tend to be like quick reads. Yeah. One way you can approach a reading goal is to set a number, but another one is to maybe like try to get out of your comfort zone, which is exactly what Tend to Try does for participants. Yeah, exactly. So if you're intimidated by a number like 200 books in a year, um, the thing that's nice about Tend to Try is it's only 10 titles, but it does still feel like a goal because of the different categories, some of which are always going to be a little easier and some of which are going to be trickier. So can I tell you what the categories are? Please. All right. So without further ado, the 10 to try 2020 categories are read a book that is a retelling of a fairy tale or myth, read a book that teaches you a new skill, read a book about a journey, read a book with a friend, read a book about a person you'd like to meet, read a book about nature, read a book about music or a musician, read a book about current current events, read a book recommended by KCLS staff, and read a book by an author whose gender is different from yours. Those are so exciting. Is they there exciting. one that you're like, I just cannot wait to cross this one off? Um, I'm excited about a retelling of a fairy tale or myth because even though I don't read nearly as much fantasy as I used to, When I was a kid, I was like a deep, deep fantasy reader. So I think that one's going to be fun for me. How about you? I think that's the one that's going to be a challenge for me. Uh (laughs) But I've already got like 20 books that I've got my eye on that I want (laughs) to check out and try. Excellent. Um, For me, I think teaches you a new skill is always really fun. Mm Last year, I also had a goal of not killing my houseplant. That is singular. I have one houseplant. It is a pothos. It is not dead yet. So I think it's going to get like a slightly more ambitious friend. Nice. And I'd like to learn how best to take care of that. <laughs> I think that's a great one. I, I like that new skill category because I know it'll push me. I'm so often a fiction reader. Mm-hmm. You really kind of have to read nonfiction for that category. A lot of them are really flexible. Nature, music, even current events. I think you could go either way. Um, But I think to learn a new skill, you probably have to read nonfiction. So, and again, 
these are such like simple things, but I recently learned how to sew a button. That is so useful. <laughs> it took this long. <laughs> I'd really love to expand like my mending skills, uh-huh. um, especially as I'm thinking more about being a conscientious consumer mm-hmm. and how to take care of your closet and all that kind of stuff. I like that. I think that's a great, a great goal. Is there anything you want to learn this year? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I am facing down what promises to be an interesting and exciting year. And we can talk a little bit about that later, but I guess, um, a lot of the goals that I tend to normally have are like ambitious cooking goals. And I don't think that's a, this is a year that that's going to happen. Um, so I haven't decided what I'm going to try and tackle for this one yet. Any others that you're excited about? Um, read a book about music or a musician. There are so many books in this nonfiction genre that I've been meaning to get around to. And I feel like this is just the perfect excuse. That's one of the things I love about this challenge is that it often encourages me to pick up stuff that I kind of missed the first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know, gives me that extra nudge that I need to get them read. And I'm always glad that I did. So I'm looking forward to something in that category too. Also read a book with a friend. Could you kind of describe like what that might look like? Sure. So I'm really excited about this one. It's kind of different than any other way, any other challenge category we've done before in that it's a a process Mm -hmm. instead of a topic. So there are lots of different ways that you can read with someone. You could read out loud to them. I think that's sort of the most literal interpretation, you know, sit down and with someone in your life, read a book out loud together. You could also be in a book club. You know, you read the same book and then you discuss it. You can do that in an informal way. I know you're a big fan of like sending your favorite books to people and then making them read them and connecting. It's so low pressure. I feel like trying to connect around a book group and there's one and there's cheese. We have to have thoughtful things to say all in the same magical day. (laughs) Like it just doesn't necessarily work for adult schedules and lives. And if I can just be like, here's this gift. I think you're going to love it when you're done. We can talk about it, but like that can happen anytime. Yeah. As long as it's before December 31st. Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one year. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the goal. That's that category. Or even if you're like a commuter and you have a commuting buddy and you listen to audiobooks in the car, oh, that counts. Totally. Or you're going on a road trip or there's lots of ways to interpret that one. Well, um, read a book with a friend transitions really nicely into some anticipated titles that we're excited that are coming out in 2020. One that I just cannot wait to read is from Amina Tussauds and Ann Friedman, who are co-hosts of a podcast I adore called Call Your Girlfriend, which is a show for long distance besties everywhere. And so they wrote a book called Big Friendship, which is all about those chosen families, nurturing those relationships in your life, mourning the ones that end. Um, And I I can't wait to see what they had to say. That sounds fun. What else is on your most anticipated list? I feel like I'm getting so many presents from my favorite authors. When I was looking at like what's coming out this year, I was like, no, are you serious? I get another one from my favorite person. Um, pretty soon, Rebecca Solnit is coming out with Recollections of My Non-Existence, which is, I think, a very provocative title. Uh, it's about growing up in the San Francisco punk scene and queer scene and sort of finding her voice in a world that would prefer women be quiet. Um, you may know her from Men Explain Things to Me, The Mother of All Questions, Hope in the Dark. I think she's an incredible author and I can't wait to see how she became the person she is. Yay. Um, also, Samantha Irby is just one of the funniest people on the planet. If you have not yet read um, 
we are never meeting in real life or meaty. Uh, she's just has me laugh crying in the car anytime I listen to her audiobook. So I'm so excited about Wow, No Thank You <laughs> is the title of her upcoming collection. And then I just read this morning that Lisa Hanewald, who is the creator of Tuca and Birdie and a producer on BoJack Horseman, is coming out with a collection called I Want You, which is all of her like very early drawing work. And some of my favorite work from her are her earliest stuff, like uh, My Dirty Dumb Eyes and Hot Dog Taste Test, which have this very chaotic, wonderful quality to her drawing and humor before it really got firmed up. And so I can't wait to see what, what sort of has been floating around her brain all this time. Uh, and then later in the year, we're getting a new book from Ijeoma Luo, the author of So You Want to Talk About Race. She's bringing us Mediocre, The Dangerous Legacy of White Male America. Oh boy. Christmas present for 2020 comes out in December. I will pre-order it. <laughs> and then finally, um, a subject that actually last year's reading challenge inspired me to learn more about. There's a book coming out called Who We're Reading When We're Reading Murakami. And this is something I've always wanted wondered about. Um, he's such a singular author and it's hard to tell, like, is this maybe very different in translation? Mm -hmm. Is it super faithful? Like what is the process? Because if it is faithful, I feel like there's still so much to sort of negotiate moving from Japanese to English. It's a book that looks at that whole process. So can't wait to read those. Fascinating. What about you? Those all sound great. Um, so my first pick is a teeny tiny bit of a cheat because it came out on December 31st. Totally counts. <laughs> it missed all of the 2020 or the 2019 hullabaloo. So, and I've seen it on lots of like anticipated for 2020 lists. So I'm going with it. It's called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Mm -hmm. um, you probably have seen this book everywhere. It was Reese Witherspoon's book club pick. It was, it's the um, Buzzfeed pick for February. Um, um, and I actually read it like way last summer and just really, really liked it. It's about a young black woman in Philadelphia. She's 25. She has a part-time nannying job and all of her friends are kind of like moving up and moving on in their careers. And she sort of doesn't know what she wants to do. And then she gets a call late one night. She's out with friends from her employer they are having an emergency and they want to know if she can, if she can come and take the three-year-old, just get her out of the house. So Amira goes to get her. They go, they walk down the block to the grocery store. And while they're at the grocery store, she is accused of kidnapping this little girl and somebody films the incident. So it's super timely. And this sort of spirals. It changes her relationship with her employer. It changes her relationship with the guy who did the videoing. Um, and it's just both like compulsively readable, such a good story. And also, um, just really timely, really sharp. I thought the dialogue was really great. Uh, as a white person who's trying to like be a good a force for good in the world, I think there's some uncomfortable moments of like, what does it really mean to have this kind of relationship with someone of, who's a person of color where you're employing them, but they're also in some ways almost part of your family. It's a very complicated uh, relationship and she does such a good job of sort of teasing out all of the nuances. So there's that. Um, that's Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Next up is The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. Which I think you just finished. I did just finish it. Yeah. I feel like we should just mention one of the wonderful perks of Emily's job is that she often gets advanced readers copies. So if you're wondering, how did you read this book that just came out months ago? <laughs> this is how. Yes, it is a great perk. Um, 
So Emily St. John Mandel wrote one of my all time favorites, which is Station Eleven, which many of our listeners have probably read. And this is her next book. Um, And it is very different in some ways and very similar in others that Station Eleven is sort of sci-fi. It's set in after a pandemic apocalypse. This is a much more contemporary story. It doesn't have as many of those speculative elements, but she is such a fascinating writer. The way that she thinks about a story and the way that she opens all of these different doors and different timelines through different characters to let you in on different pieces of the story. Um, I just really loved it. And I was so worried, you know, sometimes when you have a favorite, like, can they live up? to their last work. And I think that this one really does. So I'm excited for everyone else to read that one and talk to me about it. Um, And then the next three I haven't read yet, but I'm looking forward to them. So first up is The Fixed Stars by Molly Weisenberg, who's a Seattle writer. This one comes in May and it's a memoir. People probably mostly know her from um, Orange Jet, which is her food blog. And then some memoirs that she wrote about that in the restaurant Delancey, which she opened with her husband. Um, And not too long after her second book came out, she and her husband got divorced and she began a relationship with a woman and she had never thought of herself as bisexual. She sort of thought of sexuality as this fixed thing. And this is a memoir all about how that relationship sort of happened. And she's a wonderful writer. She's very engaging. And so I'm just really looking forward to getting that story. Um, my next pick is something to talk about by Meryl Wilsner. This one's also coming in May. Uh, I've seen this compared to red, white and Royal blue favorite of last year. So that's why I'm excited about this one. It's about a Hollywood showrunner and her assistant and this, uh, what starts out as a fake relationship between these two women that evolves into something else. So should be sort of like fun and frothy and have that kind of glamour insidery vibe that I really loved in red, white and Royal blue. And then my last pick for the first half of the year, uh, is called the vanishing half. It's by Britt Bennett who wrote the mothers, which came out a few years ago. This is about twin sisters um, growing up in the South. They're African-American and one of them stays in the small town where they have been born and lives her whole life there. And the other one goes out sort of into the broader world and starts passing for white. So some interesting kind of racial dynamics there. And she's a fascinating writer. So those are the five that I picked, but I feel like I have to say, just like you did when I was starting to look at all of the stuff that's coming this year, we have new novels from Mbolo Mbue and Curtis Sittenfeld and David Mitchell and Emma Straub and Louise Erdrich and James McBride and Stephen Graham Jones. Just like, it seems like an extra big year. So totally. I think my current like anticipated titles list is around 40 and it just keeps growing. Right. It is January. (laughs) So lots of things have not even been announced. Uh, It's going to be an exciting year. It is going to be an exciting year. But you mentioned earlier, you alluded to the fact that it's also personally exciting. Do you want to tell our readers a little bit about that? Sure. So the podcast is after this episode going to go on a hiatus because I am heading out on maternity leave. So baby number two due sometime soon. And um, I should be back late in the spring and we should have new episodes for you sometime in the summer. So keep us in your feed and we'll be back to talk more about 10 to try. And until then, there are a few other ways to stay connected to the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit us online at kcls.org slash 10 to try, and we'll be adding new recommended lists and blog posts and all that kind of stuff all through the spring. You can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram in particular is a great place to get 10 to try recommendations 
recommendations. So our Instagram handle is King County Library and you can see book recommendations from Emily, myself and some other librarians here at KCLS. And you can also get personalized reading recommendations by trying out Bookmatch. Yeah. So go to kcls.org slash bookmatch. You fill out a little form online and within a week or two, you'll get a list of personalized recommendations created just for you by a library staff member. You can also get a newsletter directly into your inbox. Yep. So there's a 10 to try newsletter that comes out quarterly with uh, links to all of our most recent lists and blog posts, reminders about the podcast. You can sign up for that at kcls.org slash newsletters. And if you'd like a more in-person interaction, there are book groups at our local KCLS libraries. Absolutely. So you can see all of those on our calendar. All right. Well, I think this is a great way to kick off the new year. Can't wait to start reading. (laughs) Get going. 50 books aren't going to read themselves. (laughs) And we'll be back with you again soon. Happy reading. Happy reading.